0: Hello everyone. Welcome into the second episode of Heartbreak to Breakthrough. Today's episode is going to be a little unique as I'm going to share my story so you can understand where I'm coming from and maybe even relate to some of the things that I say. Like I've said before though, no two breakups are the same by any means, but my hope is that this story makes you realize that there is light at the end of the tunnel. You can be knocked down, kicked over and over again, and just when you think things are getting better, you get knocked down twice as hard as before. Throughout all of this, I hope my story shows that you can come back stronger, with a positive energy, and happier and healthier than ever. While I'm not fully healed and still have days that get the absolute best of me, I'm slowly improving day by day. Remember that you aren't in this to get over what happened to you, but you are in this to get through what happened. Remember this, what happened to you isn't punishment, but instead it's preparation. This mindset can change your overall outlook on everything that happens after your breakup. So my purpose for sharing my story isn't to tear people down or hurt anyone, but instead it's just to help that next person that is going through a similar situation as me. I felt very alone, sad and depressed through multiple points in my breakup and I really don't want anyone to feel that same way. I want everyone to feel loved and feel like they have a purpose in life because everybody does. Your worth isn't in other people. It's not in the likes, comments, or even approval from others. One of my favorite quotes that might even help you out is that you are not what others, others think you are. You are what God knows you are. You can't measure your worth by your success and failures, but you can measure your worth by your dedication to the path and the ability to love. With that, gonna, with that said, I'm, I'm just kind of going to jump right into my story and um, how I've shaped and molded over these past couple months. So I am 21 years old, which you might think is crazy and be asking yourself right now, Drew, you're way too young to be hurting so much. You couldn't truly understand my pain. It is true that I am younger than the average person to have gone through something so monumental. I do agree that breakups are especially harder when you're older, possibly married, maybe have kids but each person has their own story that makes their hurt and pain significant to them. I dated the same girl from freshman year of high school to junior year of college. This girl was who I thought was my dream girl. We knew each other since second grade of grade school. And I thought she was so cool because she played basketball and football with us at recess. Throughout grade school, I realized that this girl had one of the sweetest hearts and honestly was such an amazing friend. She was the one that made the move in the summer after eighth grade when we were hanging out with friends. We both admitted that we liked each other, and that sparked a few group dates because we were too young to actually go on a date alone. We went to the same high school and became boyfriend and girlfriend shortly after. We hung out all the time, and I realized fairly quickly that I loved this girl. This was not just your typical high school relationship. There was no drama between us. We didn't break up, get back together, and repeat. Of course, there were kinks along the way, but we grew so much with each other throughout high school. We formed a connection with each other's families and siblings, which made our relationship with each other that much sweeter. I still remember how our little sisters always loved when I came over. My ex and I could never get time alone. There are so many memories with them and I will forever be grateful for the time I got to spend with them. After high school, we both went to Grand Canyon University, During this time, we realized that marriage was something that we both wanted. I still remember getting goosebumps and butterflies talking about spending the rest of our lives together. After after sophomore year of college ended, I uh, took her up to see my family in Kansas during that summer. Um, Talk about one of the best trips I've ever taken that had so many lasting memories. I was so glad that that person I loved with all my heart was there with me. We got back and began junior year, but something just seemed off. I thought maybe something personal was going on in her life, possibly graduation for her was coming up and she was just scared what she was going to do after. At the beginning of October was when I felt something between us two off. It seemed as if she just didn't love me anymore. I remember trying to hang out, but there were reasons why she couldn't or didn't want to. Trying to surprise her, bring her flowers, giving her written notes, trying to plan dates, She didn't want any part of it, truthfully. I just remember two weeks before we broke up, going to my cousin's apartment and bawling because I didn't know what to do. Those next two weeks were a complete struggle. I didn't go to class. I couldn't sleep. And I was just confused at what was happening. Throughout all of this, I never thought she was going to break up with me. We talked all the time about marriage, kids, and our future together. Even a week before we broke up, we were discussing this and my plan to graduate early and take summer classes. I specifically remember our last time hanging out, and I'm sure that whole week is something I'll never forget. We went to a worship night, and after that, when I planned on a movie at one of our apartments, she said she just wanted to go home alone. After walking her back to her apartment, there was no I love you back from her. Hurt and defeated, I asked a friend to meet up with me that night because I was being eaten alive on the inside and hadn't told anyone what I had been dealing with. The next night, I called out of a group trip we were planning on doing and immediately got a call from my ex asking why I wasn't going. I told her something was off um, between us and I just didn't want to get in the way. She did agree that this was true and we both met up later that night. I still vividly remember meeting up at the fifth floor of the parking garage at Grand Canyon. As we sat in my car, it was awkward at first, but she began explaining why she wanted to break up. She gave me three reasons why she wanted to break up. One, she felt like she had to validate me for everything I did in life. Two, she told me I was too reliant on her. And three, my futures and goals didn't align with hers. She explained that our relationship had been stressing her out, and when I asked if she just wanted space for a bit or to completely break up, she wanted to be fully done. The one memory that I just cannot let go to this day is when we hugged one final time outside of my car. After being laid into, I just remember that hug and telling her, I'm always going to miss your hair being in my mouth when we hug. While I thought this breakup would be the lowest moment, I was wrong, which which I, I will get into in a little bit. Um, but, but the first key takeaway that you um, should walk away with is to listen. When someone is breaking up with you, or you agreed to meet up with them after the breakup has occurred, please just listen. Understand their viewpoint and their reasonings. It might be hard not to object and discredit what they are saying, and frankly easier just to start an argument and try to defend your actions instead. But what good is that going to accomplish? Maturity is honestly such a big characteristic to hold, and this is the first step toward that. Understanding where the other person is coming from and realizing that they too have emotions and feelings is crucial. Having all my midterms the next morning starting at 7 a.m. was not exactly how I would have planned my week to go. Another key point I want to add here is to seriously just try your best. The next days, weeks, months are going to be hard to have energy or focus on anything. Um, and and, and honestly even important things, uh, whether that be work or school related items. For me doing my best was to just show up for my exam and put in my best effort regardless of the grades I would receive. Sometimes you get pushed down and when you try to get back up, you just get shoved back down again. There is no reason to be angry or pissed off at your situation, but instead accept what you can't change. This was my situation that I was dealt with. How could I handle it the best way possible even if it wasn't an ideal spot for me. Ask yourself, how can you just put your best effort into one thing today? Talk about getting knocked down even further. I realized I thought I had people in my life to support me that weren't actually there for me. The next part of my story is something I want to share, not to attack anyone, but to let everyone who listens to this know that even in the lowest points of your life, when you beat yourself up for things that went wrong, when you feel like your dreams are crushed and there is no point in life, and when you feel like life isn't worth it anymore, there is hope and there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I know you may be listening to this and thinking that you don't consider yourself to be a Christian or even religious, but I want to draw your attention to a couple Bible passages that I opened up to right away, and even a song that I heard right after my breakup. I too was in a similar boat because I went to church regularly, went to a Christian university. And occasionally prayed. I never had the will and motivation to actually gain a connection and relationship with God. Even not having that true relationship, I still took comfort in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Also, in 1 Peter 5, verse 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. When I heard these passages, I thought, okay, and what about it? I've put my problems on you, God. What are you going to do about it? Where is this awesome plan you say you have for me? Again, you might not like the answer to this, but God doesn't work just like that. He isn't your magic genie that pops out whenever you need him, which is something that I had to learn. I needed to build a relationship with him. While I took comfort in these passages, I asked myself, why was that? After diving into my own head, I realized this was because I would gain something from my relationship with God. I only wanted to go to him because I was hurting now and I expected him to give me what I needed. I wanted this to happen so I could say to him, all right, God, I'll see you in another three years when something else drastic comes up. God wants us all to come to him, but that doesn't mean we can just show up when things aren't going our way and that's it. That isn't how a relationship works. Shifting my mindset to this was so important and something I hope each one of you can take away as well. Shifting my mindset to wanting a relationship with God for him to be my best friend instead of just going to him because I want earthly blessings. A huge song that I heard um, that very first night we broke up was Control by 10th Avenue North. Um, I totally recommend you to, to, to give it a listen. Um, this song is all about how God doesn't need us, but somehow he wants us. To me, the song was all about how we might have had plans for the future, but God has other plans in mind, better than we could ever imagine. I really encourage you to listen to the song, especially the second verse, as it really hits on a deep emotional connection. This sums up not only a relationship that goes south, but also other plans that we have in mind that don't go according to plan. On that night in Gethsemane, Jesus' plan wasn't to die on the cross. In fact, He stayed up all night praying to God that there would be another way out. To skip to the conclusion, there wasn't. Jesus died for our sins and gave us the gift of heaven. Our plan is what we want and what we feel most comfortable with. But God's plan is perfect, and he will work out everything for good. The next few months, I beat myself up for the relationship being over. I cannot tell you how much hearing the words of, you were too reliant on me and you needed to to be validated for everything you do in life, had an impact on me. I'm sure maybe you were given reasonings that hurt you and damaged you. How should you go about handling these comments? For me, I just tried to hold everything in. I didn't wanna lose more friends because I was too attached to them. I didn't want anybody to think that I was too clingy or expected them to be there for me all the time and have all the right answers. I put a lot of the blame on myself at first and tried to change from being reliant on other, on, on other people. From the start of the breakup, I thought I would have my three roommates' support, who were also my best friends. I quickly learned that this would not be the case. One of my best friends decided to never talk to me about the breakup or check in with me to see if I was okay. From the very first week of the breakup, there were blatant lies on where he was going that it soon became awkward in our apartment going to the gym at midnight, going to work on homework at the library, whatever the lie was, it hurt as my two other roommates told me where he actually went, which was to my ex's apartment. I battled through the end of that semester, even though it was definitely a struggle and trying to live life without my girlfriend and best friend. Coming back after Christmas, I thought life would gradually get easier. New classes, new schedule, new routine, but unfortunately the same roommates. From day one of the second semester, it was the exact same thing. Lies and never wanted to talk to me. It started to get awkward between everyone at the apartment. And frankly, I had no idea what was going on. Did I do something? Were people picking sides? Or did people just not want to hang out with me anymore? I started staying at the apartment less and going home to my family's house more. In early March, it got to the point where he hadn't talked to me for three months. And remember this is my roommate who stays right next to me and we even share a bathroom together. I remember just breaking down and crying most most nights because I hated it at my apartment and at GCU in general. For a majority of March, I spent most of my time in my car at the parking garage. I didn't wanna go back to my apartment after classes. So I would go to the library for a bit to get homework done and then sleep in my car for a while afterwards. April 6th came around which is when I saw my ex on the way to class. Trying to awkwardly avoid me, I looked and smiled at her from a distance. Later that day, I got a notification on Snapchat that my roommate who hadn't talked to me in three months was typing. Confused, I opened it, and he asked if we could meet up. Me still thinking the best in people, I thought maybe he wanted to apologize for never talking to me or say sorry for what I've gone through. I decided to meet up with him because my other two roommates had told me I needed to hear what he had to say. When I saw him, there was no small talk. He said what he wanted to say, which is that he had feelings for my ex, and they were mutual, and they were dating. As I was absolutely defeated, my other two roommates texted immediately and told me to come to the apartment because they were talking. they, they, were, they were waiting to talk with me. I learned from them that my ex-girlfriend and my ex-best friend had been seeing each other for a while and had actually started talking to my roommates about them having feelings for each other in late November while we broke up October 27th. I don't need to get into all the details about the timing, but there were multiple times before we broke up that they hung out alone or they got very flirtatious with each other. I learned about comments my roommate made while I was dating my ex-girlfriend, which included how they would be dating if, if I wasn't in the picture my two roommates also told me that he would talk bad about me in front of my ex and even push for us to break up at the end. When my ex-girlfriend and ex-best friend went to talk um, to my other two roommates in November, one of my roommates asked her um, if she would have broken up with me if her new love interest wasn't in the picture. And her answer to that um, was probably not. It doesn't feel good to be cheated on, especially when the girl was your best friend in the world and you had every intention on spending the rest of your life with her. I know everyone's story is different and not everyone's breakup involves their ex cheating on them. No matter what your story is, I feel your pain and each story is tough and difficult in its own way. Hopefully knowing a bit more about my story and my background and where I come from will help set up for future episodes. My pain still hasn't just magically disappeared. There are days that really beat me down bad, while other days I feel like I am better than ever. Our goal, once again, is not to just push all our feelings aside and forget about all the past memories, but to use those memories to share our story and set us up for our future. Thanks for joining me for this podcast, um, episode two. I will be back next week, kind of just diving into different emotions um, that you will have throughout this journey. Thank you.